Amen. He is worthy of all of our praise. Our scripture for today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we continue in the book of Ephesians with Paul's practical advice for Christians. And you know, I, I like this about Paul because he is willing to talk about theology and things that are spiritual and way up here. And then he's also willing to talk about what we do on our daily lives and the practical way that we live out our faith. Today, as he addresses the, the Ephesians, he tells them uh, more to fill in the gaps of what he began to talk about last week. If you remember, we talked about being full of God, filling ourselves with the Spirit, being full of God's presence. Today, he begins by telling us to be careful on how we live, to live not as unwise, but as wise people, making the most of our time because the days are evil. And you got to remember, he wrote this 2,000 years ago, and he thought his days were evil. We think we've got some evil days in our, in our midst right now. There's some evil today, too. We certainly are living in trying times, in difficult times. And I have always said that Paul should have written, you know, all these seminars up because he would have made a fortune because last week it was anger management, and this week he turns to time management, to how we manage our time. He wants us to make sure that we know how we're spending it and how we're using it. And if you thought he was meddling last week, get ready, because he's going to meddle some more this week. He's really going to get to things that really affect every single one of us. Make the most of your time. Make wise choices. What does that mean? To make wise choices. You see, one of the problems we encounter when we talk about wisdom is that we often confuse our wisdom for God's wisdom. We think that we are wise in many things that we do, when the reality is that many of our choices are not led by God's wisdom, by God's principles. How we use our time is one of those things in which we have to apply wisdom. Because time is one of those commodities that when you spend it, it's gone, right? You don't get that time back. So if I spend these 10 minutes here, they're gone forever. I can't go, I'm going to bank these 10 minutes and use them tomorrow. Once you go through that time, it is used up. 
So Paul wants us to make sure that we're making the most of every moment in our lives. And the reason is simple. The days are evil. There's no time to waste. Time needs to be used wisely. Paul's advice follows time management 101. Being efficient and effective with your time. But Paul is not saying, stay busy for the sake of staying busy. He's not saying, just fill up your calendar with as much stuff as you can cram in there. What he's saying is, get the most product out of your time. Get the most fruit out of your time. Make your time count. Make it productive. So it's not about the quantity, but rather the quality of our time. How we use it makes a difference in how we live. In order to know how to make the most of our time, he explains that we need wisdom. That comes from God. The kind of wisdom that can only be given and granted by divine intervention. The kind of wisdom that God has offered us if we will seek it. The kind of wisdom that David sought when he realized that he had to rule a whole nation. Paul tells us you need this wisdom because in your own understanding, you might think some things are good for you, but God sees everything and he really knows what is best for you. Paul tells us that not to listen to God's wisdom is to be foolish, to not understand the will of the Lord is foolish. Now, when you look at foolishness, the definition is to be void of understanding or sound judgment. But when you read in the Bible about foolishness, the biblical definition of foolishness goes a little further. It adds more meat to the definition. To be foolish in biblical terms is what results when a person is missing the wisdom of God in their lives. A fool uses his own reasoning without the counsel of God, without listening to what God has to say about the matter. To be foolish is to do that which God has not directed us to do. Now, it is not that God doesn't want you to think about things and think about your decisions and ponder the consequences and the pros and the cons. I think God gave us reason so that we could do that. But it means that when it comes time to making the decision, we defer to the judgment of God above our own. We admit that God knows better than we do, and we give way to God's will in our lives. Paul was saying, don't go at it alone. Don't try to do it on your own understanding. Seek the wisdom of God in every manner and in every situation. Did you know that there is no situation in our lives that can't use the wisdom of God? Every situation can use God's wisdom. In Scripture, not seeking God's wisdom is seen as sinful and wicked. To act without divine wisdom is to go about our lives not following God's way. Think about it. A foolish person is a fool because he has no God. He's following himself. Just as before, Paul gives us an example of what he means. And if you remember the example of last week, 
He told the thieves that they had to quit stealing. He said, you got to quit stealing because that's not what God wants you to do. This week, he goes into another area and he basically says, don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. He says, if you're going to be full of Spirit, make sure it's the Holy Spirit. Make sure it is God and not anything else. When you look up debauchery, you find that it's excess indulgence in earthly pleasures and things that are just for our own enjoyment. When we drink in excess, we clearly aren't thinking to the best of our abilities. You know, the best ideas don't come from drunk people. They just don't. Usually some crazy and off-the-wall ideas do. When we drink in excess, we clearly aren't thinking about the consequences of our actions. And oftentimes, we, when we get drunk, we can't focus on what God wants us to do. Instead of getting drunk with wine, Paul invites us to be filled with the Spirit. He says, this is the better use of your time and your energy. When you're filled with God's presence then you're able to see clearly what God is trying to lead you to. When you're filled with wine, everything becomes blurry and you don't know what you're doing. But how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, when it comes to alcoholic drinks, they have a recipe, right? You got to put a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that and you mix it and you get, you get your drink. When it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit, Paul basically gives us a recipe. He says, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, here's how you do it. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Keep a melody of the Lord running in your heart. Give thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything. The reality is that praise is the most effective way to be filled with the presence of God. When you are praising, you can't be focused on the problem because you're focused on the solution, which is God. When you are praising, you are lifting up yourself before God and you are recognizing how good He is and you are seeking His presence. You're seeking His wisdom. You're opening yourself up to whatever God wants to reveal to you. It is in praise that we count our blessings. It is in praise that we come in thanksgiving to God. It is in praise that we realize our brokenness and pour out our hearts before God. By singing and making melody to the Lord in our hearts, we keep that worship running all the time. Some of you might remember when the Walkmans first came out. They were, they were huge by today's standards, and you had your headphones. But the Walkmans did something for us that we needed, which was it allowed us to take our music with us wherever we went. It made it possible for you to go and leave that huge old stereo that you used to have at home or boombox for that smaller unit that went with you and was portable. What Paul was saying is you don't just need to praise God when you're at church. You don't just need to praise God when you're among the believers. 
You need to have a melody to the Lord running in your heart all the time, wherever you are, no matter what the situation that you're facing. Praising God with that melody and keeping it running in our hearts is one of the ways that we come into the presence of God in praise and keep ourselves open to God's wisdom. Now, there are days that praise just pours out. I mean, you're just feeling it. You know, one of those days when you're swaying with the music, when you got it blasting in your car. And then there are those days when everything seems to be going wrong, when you caught every single red light, when everybody's getting on your nerves. And Paul is saying, even on those days, you need to seek to be in constant praise. You need to not let anything pause that song and that melody in your heart. Because God is wanting you to be in that relationship continuously. I have to tell you, there are so many things that make us feel like not praising. There's so many reasons that we, we have for not praising. Turn on the news and you hear of all the horrible things that are going on in the world and it doesn't make you feel like praising. It just makes you feel down. Look at COVID numbers and it makes you feel bad. Look at situations that are going on around the world and you realize that we do live in a broken world. On those hard days when things don't seem to be going right, when tragedy is striking, when fear is trying to take over, that is the time when Paul is saying, even then, you need to praise in your heart. You need to keep that praise going. Because that is when the wisdom of God comes to us. And when you are praising, and when you are in the midst of recognizing who God is in your life, thanksgiving begins to flow from you because you begin to realize just how blessed you really are. How much God has already done for you in Jesus Christ. You begin to realize that you never have to face anything alone because God has promised to be with us. You realize that you're not powerless, but you're powerful because you have the Holy Spirit of God. And you begin to realize that the wisdom of God is yours because God has given it to you as a gift. So to circle back to the beginning, how do we make the most of our time? Well, according to Paul, we make the most of our time when we live our lives seeking God's will and wisdom when we live lives of praise and worship, when our days are full of thanksgiving, despite of the situations that we might face, and when we put God's will above our own. Now let's face it, this is sound advice for Christians at any age, at any time, and in every situation. To continue to seek to know, to understand the will of God, and to try to follow it. And to fill ourselves with God at every possible opportunity. When my kids were little, I felt it was really important to teach them how to pray. And so we prayed at meals and we prayed at night. But then one of the things that came to mind was, I don't want them only to pray when they're eating. 
And I don't want them only to pray when they go to sleep. I want them to talk to God on a regular basis. And so one of the things I told them was, when you say amen at the end of the prayer, that's not the end of the prayer. That's just the end of your verbal prayer. Continue to talk to God in your heart and in your mind. Continue to communicate with God throughout your day. Continue to keep that relationship going no matter where you are or who you're with. Live in and through Jesus Christ so that you can have that closeness with God. Paul wanted the Ephesians to seek the wisdom of God that allows them to live their lives in this way. The wisdom that surpasses any age or situation and the wisdom that will allow us to continue to dwell in God regardless of the situations we face. But we need to seek it and we need to want it and we need to fill ourselves with it. You know, so often we... We seek to get God's wisdom for a portion of our lives. And the rest of it, we allow to get hard. And we allow to put barriers in the way of God's wisdom coming into those areas of our lives. And what Paul was saying is it's time to break down the barriers and allow the wisdom of God to be in the fullness of our lives. In every area, in every crevice, I like liquid because it goes everywhere, literally. And so when you talk about the wisdom of God, it needs to permeate and go into every area of your life. The life of the Christian is a constant search for the likeness of Christ in us. It's a constant search and desire to fulfill the will that God is revealing and we have to go about it every day as a task that we must undertake. Paul wanted the Ephesians to be wise, not in their own understanding, but in the understanding of what God was revealing to them. Today, I think that it is true that this desire needs to be in us as well. Because let's face it, time is fleeting. And if you have not noticed, you can lose time in a hurry. If you don't know Netflix, you haven't lost time. Because Netflix will put one episode of a series of 10 seasons. And immediately when it ends, it flips you to episode two. And after that, it flips you to episode three. And before you know it, it's three o'clock in the morning and you're on season three of 10. And you just lost a lot of time. But maybe Netflix is not your thing. Maybe you're one of those that clicked on a video online that had cute animal pictures and then it led to cute cat videos. And the next thing you know is you spent six hours watching videos online. Losing time is a very common thing. And Paul was warning us to use our time to the best of our abilities for the glory of God. Let us not get distracted by the things that would consume and take up our time. Let us continue to seek God's will and to be full of his presence. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the invitation for us to fill ourselves with your spirit. Help us, O Lord, to praise you, to glorify you, to thank you in all situations, in the good and the bad and the easy and the hard, in every situation in our lives. And help us to keep that melody going in our hearts, that nothing will distract us from worshiping you and continuing to be in relationship with you. We pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.